Hello and welcome to the Happy Dog Podcast. On today's mini-sode, we're going to talk about the problems that fetch can cause in so many dogs and how we can maybe adapt fetch to be better for our dogs and not have any long-term consequences. So I have a dog who is obsessed with fetch. She would play fetch on every walk all day, every day. She is a spaniel, uh, so one of the retrieving breeds. So unsurprisingly, fetch is top of her to-do list most days. And she has always played fetch, always. Um, I swear she was born with a ball in her mouth. I have a pointer who will play fetch in the garden, but on walks, absolutely not playing fetch. So... I know what it's like to have both sides of it and I know how convenient having a dog who will play fetch is because I have to say when Alice was born it was so easy just to bob down to the field 10 minutes chucking a ball around come back dog was fairly tired I couldn't get away with that with with Stan (laughs) he'd be like "Uh, no I can uh, keep going for a little bit longer thanks so fetch is super super convenient for tiring our dogs out nice and quickly in a short space of time without us really having to do too much work. But it has got some negative consequences. So why do dogs play fetch? Some dogs will play fetch all the time. Some dogs will take it or leave it. And some dogs just won't engage with it at all. It's not their jam. A lot of that is breed specific some breeds are more likely to play fetch than others some are just personality stands a pointer fetch should be in his ball game it should be something he really enjoys doing but he doesn't and that's okay i've I've got over that um sometimes it's what we enjoy and so we kind of encourage our dogs a little bit more um i think it's genetic for some dogs it's comes from domestication and it's part of that prey drive sequence so where our dogs would have been in the wild going out finding something chasing it catching it killing it that's kind of fetch basically in a nutshell maybe they don't kill it some dogs definitely do kill their balls but not all and it comes from that and it's kind of merged from prey drive into fetch along the way it is fair to say that some dogs will play fetch over and over and over and over and over again till well until the cows come home basically but what drives that it can't just be that they are loving the ball so much or is it so repetitive chasing releases a lot of adrenaline and cortisol within the dog's brain Unfortunately, too much adrenaline can cause heart damage, insomnia, and a lot of frustration. And I definitely see this when I'm working with dogs. I often will take fetch out of a dog's program of exercise when I'm working with them. For some dogs, it has a huge benefit to reduction in frustration, helps them sleep a little bit more, 
um, it it can just reduce that adrenaline in their body and cortisol, which is the stress hormone in their body. For some dogs, it makes no difference whatsoever, and we we include it back because I I never want to take joy out of a dog's life. But if that joy is causing other problems along the way that kind of outweigh the joy, then it's definitely something we need to consider. So. When we are using fetch with our dogs or when we're playing fetch with our dogs, what we have to think about is how are they acting on the rest of their walk? So if you've got a dog that struggles with frustration-based reactivity to other dogs, there's an empty field, you play loads of fetch, they are potentially going to be more challenged by walking past other dogs for the rest of that walk compared to if you'd maybe done some sniffing in that field some finding of some low value treats in that field maybe if they've got the ability some scent work they may potentially find the rest of that walk and all the dogs that they encounter on that walk easier to deal with so it's just something to bear in mind that cortisol can cause frantic behaviors and frustration adrenaline causes frustration and insomnia and a lack of sleep is a real issue for a lot of dogs that little bundle of activity in the brain is not necessarily then going to help your dog for the rest of their time at home or the rest of their time out and about. If you've got a dog that struggles to be home alone and you take them to try and tire them with fetch, that increase of adrenaline and cortisol could make them struggle more when they're home alone. So if you're working on some behaviours that you're trying to adapt in your dog, have a look at what activities they're doing fetch in particular and see if actually removing them has any impact on the behavior modification that you're doing it might not but i would say in a, a high number of cases it probably will this repetitive fetch in the wild so catching prey would often end in the dog let's say catching a rabbit and then laying down and chewing and dissecting that rabbit and so it is worthwhile if your dog does play a lot of fetch and, and and maybe struggles a little bit afterwards that when you get home or when you get um, back to the car or wherever it is, that your dog is then given an opportunity to chew on something long lasting. So a kind of nylon bone antler type thing, not something they're necessarily ingesting, but just something that they can get that gnawing action as if they were gnawing on those animal bones to try and help bring them back down to a level playing field, which then may help them in other areas. It, it should encourage them to go to sleep. It should encourage them to be calm. Fetch obviously has a lot of impact on joints and muscles. A lot of pressure and stress goes through those joints um, and muscles as the dog is running after the ball and then breaking hard, twisting together and then running back to you. What we need to think about is this repetitive ball chasing causing micro trauma to the muscles and cartilage, which could potentially lead to long term damage. And what I always say is your dog might not suffer with long term damage from repetitive stress on their joints from repetitive fetch. But we don't know until they're older. So you might have a one year old spaniel. I had it. I've had two. Tyke, our last spaniel, and Millie, both ball obsessed, played fetch obsessively. But I, when they're one, we don't know what impact it's going to have. And I want my dogs to live a really fulfilled old age life. I want Millie to be able to go on long walks still. I want her to enjoy life. I don't want her to be 
confined because of things I did early on in her life. So we were careful early on. She learned to carry her ball for long periods of time. We play fetch, then she carry a ball again because I haven't got a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years time. So just be careful because if you're one of the unlucky ones that fetch does have a really negative impact, it's going to be a really long old age for your dog where they are really limited as to what they can do. So until we can develop these crystal balls, we just have to be careful. Just thinking about it for the long term, not just for the here and now. When we play fetch, a lot of the a lot of it's unpredictable, especially when I'm throwing the ball. It could go quite far. It could land by my feet. We don't know. It could land in a tree, especially if there's only one tree in the field. So our dogs are going to sprint out hard, watching the ball break suddenly, twist quite quite a lot, especially if it's a frisbee and they're jumping to catch the frisbee and then run back. So that is going to put a lot of strain on the muscles that potentially aren't 100% equipped to handle that level of intensity and if they're like my dog they run really really fast so how can we make fetch for those dogs who love it just a little bit safer i'm a big fan of trying to lose the ball for my dog so they have to go and find it so instead of sprinting out really hard getting the ball and coming back they're doing more of a search especially for spaniels they should really enjoy kind of quartering the ground to try and find the item long grass is better than short grass that that kind of element of you're not just sprinting out getting the ball and bringing it back you're using your nose you're engaging with the environment a little bit more you're finding the ball and then you're going to bring it back i also think don't just get your dog out the car and start playing fetch straight away cold muscles not warmed up not limbed up limbered up enough so walk them for a bit build in a little bit more movement give them some time to adapt to not sleeping on the sofa and actually walking then build in some gentle fetch so instead of getting one of those ball chuckers and seeing how far you can physically throw that ball think about making those shorter keeping the ball lower to the ground and not throwing it quite as hard because that way our dogs are going to warm up their muscles they're not going to sprint out quite as quickly they're going to build up that ability to to run fast but not the first throw out so I was always nagging at my husband saying don't throw them so far and I think he thought it was because I couldn't and it was nothing to do with that I absolutely promise it was just that the walk from our house to our like field that we would play fetch in is two minutes if that and so she just didn't have time in in that little stretch to warm up her muscles and as much as she got to the field and she was a hundred percent ready to run 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 after that ball what we needed to do was just give her time to warm up so that she could chase the ball and not be injured by it also mix it up play a little bit of fetch give them a break don't get them running up and down hills. Hill sprints are not what we need to be doing with dogs. No, nobody ever needs to do a hill sprint, but definitely not with dogs. Running up and down hills really damaging, especially if they're running down a hill, stopping, twisting and running back up. We want it to be more on a flat ground and building up the speed and intensity of that fetch, then giving them a break, then introducing it again. 
So I'm not saying don't play fetch. I'm just saying be sensible about it. God, that's a boring note to end on, isn't it? Um, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Uh, please rate, follow, share the podcast. If you want to come and have a chat, come and find me on Instagram. It's pooches.galore. I love people chatting to me about what they've learned on the podcast or what they've been inspired to do with their dogs on the podcast. So come and have a chat over there and I'll be back next week. Bye. <laughs>